the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ken Sukuri Ministries. Scripture tells us in Psalm 34, 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word, says Isaiah 66, 2. We find beauty in brokenness when we choose to sit close with Him and trust that He is listening. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, are words of healing in Psalm 147.3. Brokenness is a blessing because it puts us on the road to a breakthrough. Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis, founder of Ken Sukuri Ministries, starts now. Welcome, everybody, to the program. I'm so glad you could join us today at Brokenness to Beauty. Brittany is here. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? Brittany, your host, the founder of Kinsakuri Ministries, and just an awesome woman of God. And she has brought an amazing guest today. I happen to know this person, so I know how great this is going to be, Dr. Ruth Charles. I can't even begin to say how exciting her work is and what just what she does for for us, for women, she really, really helps people. So I'm not going to talk too much longer. Brittany? Well, thank you so much for listening today. I'm so excited about Dr. Ruth Charles being here today. We met through, I don't even remember who we met through, but we we went through Wailing to Warring together this last year. And so we we're going to talk a little bit about Wailing to Warring. We've, we've spoken about her voice movement and what they're doing um, across the nation, bringing everybody together to women together and men together to pray at the Capitol. But Wailing to Warring did that earlier this year and all 50 states were represented. She was the general of Texas. And so I met her and what an incredible woman of God. And then the more we got to know each other, I mean, she's from Katy, Texas. And the more I heard about what she'd done and what she was called to do for women and for people in general to help them when crisis hits, how to react how to pray, how to target your prayers in an incredible way. This woman just, she hit my heart in a different way. And so I'm so excited to have her. I'm so excited today to hear her testimony. And then next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about willing to warring. But today, we're going to focus a little bit about her testimony and what the Lord has done and what drove her to write the book that she wrote. And this book, we've already, Kinsakori's has purchased multiple copies and gave them away over at the conference that we did. We're going to be giving more at the conference. We gave many away at the tent revivals. And so thank you, Dr. Ruth Charles, for being here. If you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you so much, Brittany. And we actually met at the Katie Christian Ministries, had an expo, 13,000 people in uh, August, but nonetheless, right. yes, and KC3, shout out to Joe Minshledge and Erica Scardino, love yep. them so much. So good. Nonetheless, we, myself, I am a mental health professional and I'm a part of an apostolic team. My husband and I are uh, apostles over Movements of God International, 
church, and I personally spearhead Movements of God International Global Ministries, in which we cover several apostolic leaders, uh, pastors all over the world. Nonetheless, my testimony, well, a few days after Thanksgiving, my son, my youngest son, he comes in, he says, Mom, don't let Dad drive. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I fell asleep downstairs. and I, So something urged me to get up, which I know was the Lord. Went upstairs, my husband's land, face planted on the floor. Blood in a pool of blood there's on our stone towel in our master bedroom. And I said, are you okay? He's like, ugh. I was like, okay, what's going on? And I kept hearing in my spirit or in my mind, as some of you don't know what your spirit man is, is God yes. talking to your mind. That's right. And I kept hearing stroke, stroke, stroke. I'm like, oh, God. And so sure enough, he had had a stroke. I called my three sons. My youngest was headed to work. His dad was supposed to take him. That's why he told me, mom, don't let dad drive. So my oldest son took him to work and I had to call them back. I said, come back. I need you to help me with your dad. Something's wrong. I couldn't tell them on the phone because I didn't want them to panic. You have to use wisdom. Yes. They got back home. They helped me get him dressed. He was not only laying in a pool of blood, but also this is going to sound a little disgusting. Feces, because you 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 lose all of your bodily functions when you have a stroke. That's so right. pay attention if you see some of these signs going on with yourself or a loved one. Nonetheless, they helped me get him dressed and cleaned up. We got him in the car. It was driving. Uh, it was wet and cold outside. Got him to the nearest hospital because I prayed. I said, Lord, we're in the middle of uh, in the middle of a lot of hospital. Which one? Which, which, which one should I take him to? The Lord directed me to take him to a certain hospital. I took him to that hospital. We were still doing COVID restraints and restrictions and all of this. And so they would not allow my sons to come in. I could only come in with my husband in a wheelchair. I'm like, this dude's had a stroke. Are you serious? <laughs> and so we get him in. And I said, I believe my husband's had a stroke. They start yelling, elbow, elbow. I said, okay, so I know elbow is for stroke. Um, Get him in there. Sure enough, he had had a stroke. They put him on all these machines. I'm like, okay, Lord, I need to tell his family, his family. And I don't know who to tell. I didn't want to call my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, because they had health issues. Holy Spirit instructed me to call my brother-in-law. And he handled it. He was really calm. He alerted the rest of his family. So we got everyone they transported him to a downtown branch of, of the same hospital, which turns out to be the best stroke unit in the uh, Houston and surrounding areas. Even though we were in Katy, they transported him so he can get the ultimate care. Got him there. Long story short, he was in the hospital about a month. Skull cap removed. He had three brain surgeries. My husband's a young man, early 50s. So there's no reason for it. They still haven't found out to this day. He went to a follow-up appointment last week. Still don't know why. But we know that sometimes as believers, you go through things and your faith in God, not just faith, because faith is a firm belief in something. It can be anything. You can have a belief that the chair is going to hold your behind. Right. (laughs) Because you've utilized the chair before, but it's a firm belief in God. So that firm belief in God is what got us through that is what caused us to know who to call and who to pray, because you can't call everybody to pray for certain things. Because Some people may be mad at you and they don't want to pray for you. Right. We're going to keep it real today. Right. I say this all the time. My name is Dr. Ruth and I vow to tell you the truth and not a lie because the greatest (laughs) part of the word truth is Ruth and that's me. I'm she. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to turn it back to you, Brittany, because I can talk. (laughs) So one of the first pieces that I want to focus on is because 
Brokenness to Beauty is focused on, and and Susan and I, when we sat down, we discussed what this program was going to be about. It's Revelation 12, 11, by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. The one piece that we've spoken about before is how to tell your testimony in a way that gives God all the glory. And the one piece that I wanted to just pull out of just this right now is how you focused on asking the Lord step by step by step of what your next step was going to be, even in the middle of a crisis, even in the middle of sheer panic, sheer crisis, Lord, I can't do it without you. What is my next step? When you have that mindset, you know you're not alone. So tell me, because I know, again, you're Dr. Ruth Charles. Tell me the difference between when you've known that you have the Lord versus when you didn't. So. When you're not in relationship with the Lord and you face situations of this sort, like a crisis that really is life and death, it comes down to, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and usually panic sets in where, and you, you may find yourself in a, in a state of freeze, you know, fight, flight, flight freeze. freeze. So you're mm-hmm. freezing and you're in panic. I don't know what to do. But when you are, when you have a close relationship with the Lord, your prayers before have prepared you for whatever you find yourself in crisis with. Yes. My old apostle used to tell us, let your off time prepare you for your own time. Yes. And so every decision I had to make was split second. A lot of times I could not be in front of the doctors because we were under COVID restrictions. And so I had to make a decision. And because my husband was married, his parents couldn't make the decision. His brother or sisters could not make the decisions I had to. Our children could not make the decisions, although they were all adults. But I had to make a decision at every step. You know, this is the this could possibly happen. That could possibly happen. Okay, Lord, what are you saying to me? And I was only able to do that in calmness. I never knew a time where I was broken down with fear or crying or in distress because I had such a relationship of prayer mm-hmm. and intimate time with the Lord that I was able to hear him every time just very clearly do this, do that. And it was just. It was such a miraculous blessing. When I look back on that, I was like, oh, my God, did we really just go through that? Because then the human part comes back in after it's after the dust has settled and the smoke has cleared. You're like, whoa. And then you hear people say, I couldn't have done that. Well, I didn't necessarily do it, but God did it through but me. God Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yes. yes. That's right. So when you said that, Ruth, what it really resonated with me is that when you're in touch with God, he's in charge of our perception of time. So you'll hear people a lot of times when they recount something that happened and they'll say, I don't know how it happened in that time frame. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it was seconds, but it seemed like it was forever for me. And I think that's really God slowing it down for us and giving us that time to pace into whatever it is that we're supposed to be doing. That's a good word. That's a good word. You know, Susan, the most interesting part about all of that is that when you're going through those things and Mm -hmm. you may not, if you, if you think about it before it happens and think about it after it happens, you you know, a lot of people like, if I were you, I would have done this. You don't know what you would have done in that moment, but God himself, that inner voice that's always there, that never leaves you, he begins to instruct you and we can shut him out. We have the ability to shut him out, but it's to our advantage if we don't shut him out because at that moment, it literally could have been the loss of a a husband, the loss of a father, the loss of a son uh, or brother. If I had not have slowed down enough 
to hear God speaking to me and leading me in the path in which I needed to go. Amen. That is so good. And the other piece I also think with the testimony piece of it is that God is never done. You know, there's that song that I know so many people do not like, but by Lauren Daigle, if it's not good, then it's not over. Mm. That does not mean that crisis doesn't hit and sometimes tragedy does not hit, but the Lord's not done. That's why we, when we walk with him, we know his promises. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a peace in that moment of knowing, okay, I'm in a moment of complete crisis, Mm -hmm. complete panic, Mm -hmm. but the Lord is not done. This is not where I'm going to be left. Lord, get me from A to B. Mm -hmm. And that's the piece where before your feet hit the ground, that is what's so important. Spending that time with the Lord every single day. We do not know when those test results are going to come back. We do not know when our children are going to let us down or when we're going to lose a loved one. But if before our feet hit the ground, we say, Lord, direct our paths for the day, prepare my heart for whatever it is that's about to happen for the day, whether it be good, bad, whatever it is, may you get all the glory. The Lord does something in that space. If we allow him to, that is so good. It's a cushion of life is what I call it. Mm. The prayer, your prayer life is a cushion of impact that life has on us. And so I think that it's so important to really hear that piece of your testimony of what you did even before the day really started. That set you up. I mean, we can be followers of Christ, but if we lose that one moment Mm -hmm. of time, my husband always knows when I haven't been spending time with the Lord in that morning because it's, you know, that cushion is not there. His Mm -hmm. grace is there, but that cushion of God's word, that cushion of prayer, that cushion of grace lacks. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit, tell Miss Susan a little bit about your book and what created that inside of you, what the Lord told you to do in that moment when you started thinking about writing this book. You know, timing is everything. I actually started writing When Crisis Strikes, How to Keep Moving Before Grieving prior to my husband having the stroke. Oh, wow. And I had stalled a little bit on the book and stopped writing and I needed to get started writing again because I was in the middle of writing several other manuscripts. Nonetheless, uh, once the stroke and I'd gotten him back home and we were taking care of him at home at this point, then the Lord urged me to finish that book. But it had a lot more meaning at that point because I was able to not just write from the, the standpoint of the testimonies I had gotten from those that participated in the book but also my own testimony. I was able to write from another place. And I love the scripture that tells us that he prepares the table before us. That's, yes. that's not just, you know, oh, I get to have my enemies according to Psalms 23, but I'm also in a place of being fully prepared in every way. So there was a preparation that had taken place before the stroke. That was a preparation during the stroke. And then that was a preparation and release after the stroke, because now the fullness of time, everything that right. needed to be in place was in right. place at that point. And it made the book richer and it gave it more sustenance for the readers. And just for myself, I go back and read my own book. <laughs> well, so tell us a little bit about what is inside the book, because this mm. is so again, our conference is coming up. This is next.us if you want to get your tickets. But again, it's focused so much on testimony and by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony, those who are saved will overcome. And so hearing other people's testimonies 
It's vital. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about the different chapters, the different prayers, all the different things. So the book is comprised of about six different chapters, and we deal with death, uh, losing a child, loved one, spouse, terminal illness crisis, some people waiting on healing, some people get healed um, here on this side of you know heaven, so to speak, dealing with divorce or what things that look like divorce, dealing with job loss, income loss. We deal with everything where there's loss in here, but we also teach you how to prepare, which goes again to that time before letting your off time. So these things haven't happened, but none of us are immune from crisis. The Bible says, In this life, you You will will suffer persecution. You will have troubles. You will have trials, but be of good cheer for I've already come overcome the world. So being a disciple of Christ, you become a student of the word. And the only way to do that is by spending time with the Lord. And so this particular book, it gives you case studies of authentic people that have gone through all of these things, their testimonies, and everyone's anonymous. It gives you their testimonies of how they went through and overcame. It gives you scriptural reference where you can go back and look up, look up scriptures that pertains to each story. It also gives you prayers if you don't know how to pray. The Bible says if you don't know how to pray, ask God. So I have prayers in here that you can follow through or use as templates as well to guide you in prayer that are also backed up with the scripture. And that's there as well. So you get everything to so help you good. get through it. Oh, so good. So good. Susan, what are you thinking? (laughs) Well, the first thing I'm thinking is that if you don't know how to pray, that is a really important thing to say. Because when I was saved, I was saved out of the Jewish faith. I did not know how to pray. Right. I didn't know how to pray. And then when I would pray, oh, and that, of course, was the time that everybody would say, Susan, would you like to lead us in prayer? (laughs) Oh, no, I do not. (laughs) Because I pray really weird. And I did. I did not know how to express myself to God, but if you keep doing it, and that's why if I had had a template, it would have been so much easier. Where do you get the book, by the way? You can purchase this book on Amazon. Good. There are about five different books with a similar title, but mine is under my name, Dr. Ruth Charles. There is also an ebook as well. Mm-hmm. It has a slightly different cover, but it is the, it's still under my name, Dr. Ruth Charles, and it's how to... When crisis strikes, excuse me, how to keep moving while grieving. That's so good. So it's while grieving because, again, I think that you hit on something else as Christians. You will go through trouble. We do grieve. We are human. So those, those who have claimed Christianity, who have given Christians a really bad rap, saying that your life is going to be perfect once you accept Jesus, no. It's difficult. It's hard. It's usually... It's been harder for me as I followed the Lord than to go on my own path. And so when crisis strikes, that is something that we go through daily. We go through crises daily. We don't, we've talked about this before and we're going to talk about this in the next show because I really want her to bring in her counseling Mm -hmm. piece of this. But when we go through something, when we go through a crisis, the first step as a human being is many times to shut down or to get angry. One of the two, shut down or get angry. And when you get angry, you blame. And who's the first person that many blame, even though they don't follow God? Oh, your God. spouse. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for spouse. woman you gave me, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, that's true. I know that's what Rick says. But, but it's we, we blame God. Yeah. That's true. 
we blame God. And so I think that it's so important that books like this, we take on seriously because the Lord, it's the living, breathing word of God. The Bible is the living, breathing word of God. And those who've gone before us that have faced issues, heartache, heartbreak, the loss of a child, I cannot imagine. Those who have gone through that, but they had that cushion of Jesus and that cushion of the Lord, it makes it a little bit more tangible, the healing a little bit more tangible through that grieving process. So I think that this is something that is absolutely so vitally important. You're hearing from somebody who faced a crisis with her husband. She's faced other things because we're human, but she picked and asked and I know God hand-selected the people that you brought in to give their testimonies. Tell me a little bit about that, because I know that that's probably a God story. How did the Lord just kind of bring people into your life that you selected these testimonies? Well, the interesting thing is, I would, first of all, if you're going to write a book and you want to use testimonies for your book, and this is for those that are aspiring writers, don't just automatically pick people you know that would fit into the category. Ask the Lord who he wants. Ask him who he wants, because there's so many things involved in that. There are legalities involved in that you may have to get a waivers, which I suggest having waivers signed and then keeping everybody anonymous, even if they want to be known because they can change their minds and you can get sued later. Yes, people do sue still in this day and time. <laughs> and so one of the things that I did, I had people around me that were praying for me, praying with me. But I also asked the Lord, who did he want to be in these different stories? And some of them were stories of people that have actually gone on to be with the Lord now, but I had permission at that time to utilize their story for future use. And so I did, and I kept everyone anonymous. And so whenever you're going to war, because writing a book is like having a baby and going to war, trust me on this. You'll want to make sure that you have asked the Lord and he's told you, and you've not leaned to your own understanding and said, oh, well, She'll be good here because maybe not. You want stories that are, again, what God wants in there because he's going to get the ultimate glory out of what you put in your book. Did you face spiritual battles, demonic Mm. spiritual battles as you were writing this book? Uh, mm. Battles. That's (laughs) the key word. Plural. The pluralness (laughs) of that. Yes, I did. Trying to upload this book, I literally went through. I think it it was delayed. For two months, it was delayed for two months. I had a mentee and a friend of mine that was helping me with the book, and we went through so many different restructures. I help people write books, but at the same time, it's not always good to do your own books. I pulled in someone else that I trust to do that, and we both went through battles of taking the book down, putting it back up, taking the book down, putting it back up. Even the system that we were using, which is a multi-million dollar system, crashed. Hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I have to get them to tell you the story another time. <laughs> so this is, I'm telling you, what a great, what a great program. We have about two minutes left. Go on Amazon, How to Keep Moving While Grieving, When Crisis Strikes, by Dr. Ruth Charles, not just by Dr. Ruth, Dr. Ruth <laughs> Charles, you'll get the right biblical understanding of how to handle a crisis versus going to somebody else, Dr. Ruth. (laughs) So I think this is great. This is so exciting. She's going to be on next week. 
We're going to discuss a little bit about why counseling. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Why do we need to go to a counselor? Not in a situation, is it unbiblical to go to a counselor if you're really going through some horrible things? And now we're going to close out the way that I try to close out every single week. If you do not know Jesus, if you're listening and you do not know what to do when crisis strikes and you don't know how to handle a crisis because you feel like you're going to be doing it alone, you are not meant to do it alone. The Lord says that we were meant and created for him and to be with him and to co-labor with him. And so all you have to do is pray this simple prayer, Lord, I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Thank you, Jesus for being the Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord, for taking over everything, taking my sin on the cross and taking it and exchanging it for a, in a holy exchange for eternal life. Lord, I trust you. I trust you with everything that I am, and I pray that you will direct my steps and lead my steps and that I will live for you. If you prayed that prayer, you are part of a family, a kingdom family now. Please reach out to us. Reach out the radio program. Reach out to me or Dr. Charles. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. Join us every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. To hear this program again, go to kkht.com and click on the podcast. For more information, visit kintsukoriministries.com. K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com